Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. It's time for The Rush with OU color analyst Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Got a question or opinion? Sound off on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Or call the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wings studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Begins with Caden Green, offensive tackle from Kansas City, um, coming to us from Oklahoma. He played in 11 games last year, had five starts. Is a guy that we think has position flexibility, but will will begin the, the uh, spring term as a left tackle. Uh, very excited about his length, speed, uh, athleticism. Also excited about his tenacity, uh, and it's always fun to see all the talk about him on Twitter. What do you think Missouri head football coach, Drinkovitz, what do you think his Twitter burner account is as he's uh, clearly chiming in on the Caden Green crosstalk between Missouri and Oklahoma? What was the what was the thing that we found out yesterday? You don't want a masculine man. You want a uh, – what was it? Oh, um, baby girl? At baby girl. Six nine, yeah, that's probably what it is. <laughs> Trying to slide the DMs at Baby Girl, you know, something like that. That's probably what it is. Baby Girl Owitz. Baby Girl Owitz, yeah. <laughs> or I, I asked earlier on our Twitter page just for a one-word response on what people think about uh, Drinkowitz. Uh, tell me which one's your favorite. We got booger, goober, tampering, weird. <laughs> My personal favorite, Dahmer, that's from Jim and Casper, <laughs> Tool, Dork, Wedgie, Twerp, Psychopath, twerp. Dorkfish, and Virgin were just a, a few. <laughs> <laughs> that's that my second favorite, Virgin, for, for drink with. Uh, wow. Twerp is pretty good. Yeah, he is... He he just he he's got a unique look to him. He does not look like your typical football coach, um, which is fine. You know they come in all different shapes and sizes, and he's going to have a good football team next year, whether people like to admit it or not. Uh, they're going to be pretty good. Um, good with an easy good, schedule. I mean, it's, easy schedule. Not that yeah. Missouri is not capable of everyone thinking they've got a good team with an easy schedule and not living up to expectations reverting back to what Mizzou has been for 98 99% of it of existence but there's more hype surrounding this Missouri team than there has been in a while i just can't wait to ruin it in columbia i can't would wait would you for rather that. would you rather beat alabama or missouri next year and I, if you say you'd rather beat Alabama, it means you'd lose to Missouri. If you uh, say you'd rather dude, beat Missouri, you lose the to Alabama. Worst situation here. I know. Um, God. On one hand, I don't want to hear from those mouth breathers. Uh huh. On the other hand, I don't want to give them the satisfaction to say them as well. You know what? I'm not going to. I would still. I 
beating Alabama, I don't care if Saban's there or not, at least for this year, it will still carry a lot of weight. I say beat Alabama at home, and I'm not even going to talk about the other side of that uh, situation that you're bringing up. But give, give me the Alabama win at home still. Okay. Beat Alabama at home over uh, lose to – or a. Yeah, yeah, I don't know okay. why there has to be a lose to the other one, but okay. It just makes it difficult. Yeah. Because, of course, you'd rather beat Alabama than beat Missouri. I mean, obviously, uh, that's an easy one. Ardmore yeah. Sooner says, Drinkwitz's uh, X handle is at my father-in-law once said. My father-in-law <laughs> once said water's wet. <laughs> father-in-law the farmer. 580 says, these coaches make more than my wife, and she's a nurse practitioner. Oh, my gosh. 405, drink equals chuckle fart. 405, don't forget window liquor. Sooner Lisa (laughs) from BA says, tamper-er-er. Bullfrog, that neck. You forgot dingleberry. Here's douche, <laughs> mouth breather, baby girl vibes. We, oh, I, I'm telling you, we are getting to the point, and we are nowhere close to calling these idiots a rival. Nor do I think we will ever call Missouri a rival. But all we have to do is bring up Eli Drinkwitz and start making fun, and the text line really starts to light up with jokes. Well, I, he has he has a real way of saying things that get attention and it's usually not in a good way right i i what how do you think i I, like we've developed some quick easy hatred for missouri over the last i don't know what three or four months Mm -hmm. how do you think tennessee fans feel about them um i think everyone hates tennessee fans florida hates them georgia hates them south carolina hates them Kentucky hates them. All four Vanderbilt fans hate them. Alabama fans hate them. So I think they just – I think Tennessee hates everyone and everyone hates Tennessee, so it's just probably pretty normal in the grand scheme of things yeah. in the SEC. Yep. Yeah, well, um, I guess that's true. 240 says if we beat true. Alabama and lose to Missouri, that it's pretty in line with what we usually do. Beat Texas and lose to KU. <laughs> <laughs> some truth there um, okay there. you gave me a what if I'll, uh, I'll give you a scenario here deal or no deal style I am I'm going to do it in two different ways we'll start with this one I am offering you a deal for OU road games in the SEC I am offering you going 500 on the road 2-2 two and two this season would you take it Let's see. We're at Missouri. We're at Ole Miss. We're at Auburn. And we're at LSU. He knows the schedule. And we're not including the Texas game. Um, I'll get to that, but just for now. No, I would not take that. Okay. You think, oh, you can be three three and one or better? Yes. Uh, What if I said, okay, that's fair. I'm going to come back to you with an offer. I'm going to give you three and two in games away from Norman, and I'm obviously including the Texas game here. So counting the Texas game, would you take three and two in the SEC games away from Norman? No. Still wouldn't. Okay. High expectations. Maybe. 
like, I'm not taking like, it. You can eliminate the Texas thing because I'm not. I'm not. I will never accept a loss in that game. Well, you don't have to so accept I'm, a loss. I mean, it could be one of the three wins you have. Well, I know, but I already think that we can go three and one in the four road games, and I always think we can beat Texas. So, I will accept nothing worse than four and one. Fair enough. I I I don't think I would take the two and two. I think um, some OU fans that are scared out there would take uh, two and two in a heartbeat. We yeah, have, and we, I get that. I mean, I understand. Trust me. You, you are – it's a fan base that is coming off of a season – I mean, let's not even talk about the previous season, like the year before. That never but goes well when that happens. You're a 10-win team that's coming off of road losses at Kansas and at Oklahoma State. And everyone's going to look at that and say – if you can't beat Kansas and Oklahoma State on the road, like, you're not going to be able to to beat LSU or to beat Ole Miss or to beat Missouri. They'd, they'd love to take the two and two. But the fact of the matter is, number one, we're going to be better in a lot of ways. Number two, uh, Kansas – would would do a lot better than against Auburn and Ole Miss and Missouri than people would probably give them credit for. I'm not trying to suggest that it's okay that we lost that game. I just I I understand where people's mind is. Mine's just not there. I refuse to change the standard of what I think this team should be based off of what happened the previous year. Yeah, and those teams might be good, but um, it's still Ole Miss. It's still Missouri. Heck, it's even still Auburn, who's been about as I, – I say up and down. They've been up a couple of years, but mostly down recently. Those are three programs that you should beat on a, you know, most year-in, year-out basis, most years. So that's mm-hmm. that hasn't changed. No, I, look, man, I, I am one that thinks that you should strive high this year. Don't strive and say, yeah, I'd be happy with 6-6, six and 7-5. Six, one, no, you wouldn't be happy if they're six and six, seven and five. Two, you shouldn't be happy if they're six and six and seven and five. Can we please stop the attitude of trying to cower down going into year one of this league? Because there is a lot of that going on right now, and it really annoys me. Do I think this team will go twelve and zero? No, but can we at least remember what this program has been in the modern era of college football? More times than not, it's been a really good program. It doesn't have to cower down to anybody, nor should it now. It's okay to still have no. high expectations. It'll be all right. They're, they're capable of exceeding and doing some really big things next year. They should. Yeah. I get it. I, I understand where people's head is at, and it's frustrating as can be. Like the, the three games we lost last year, even though I think all three of those teams were good teams, we had no business losing. We were better than all three of them. Better than all three. Clearly better than all three. And I doesn't and I'm not suggesting we were great, but we were clearly better than the three teams that we lost to. And it doesn't take hardly any execution 
down the stretch to be able to win all three of those games. Just get out of your own way. They didn't beat you. You handed over those football games. Here's the conversation that normally the show takes a dark turn. We can bring up drink and everyone text in and everyone's laughing and happy and making fun of him, but it's been a trend this offseason. We even start to bring up last season and it goes dark rather quickly. I feel that's where we're headed for the final 45 minutes of the show. But I'll say this. My hope is that you you have to go through those things in order to learn them. Right? You always talk about the theory that I have about how things come in waves, right? And the wave starts with uh, getting your nose shoved in it, right? And then you get a little bit better, but you still you have to learn some hard lessons. And then as the wave starts to peak, you've got experience and you've got a group of guys that know what it's like to be terrible. And I think that that is a great recipe for a incredibly tough-minded football team. And this year, this coming year, and next year, are going to be the peak of the way for us. Where you've got the core group that came in, it's going to be Venables guys that have been through the muck and the mud of the transition and the chaos and everything. And I think that is, at least my hope, that is what should make a a really high-caliber football team. In this wave comparison that you're making, um, who is mm-hmm. who is Wilson in this scenario? Is it Nebraska just aimlessly wandering out in the sea, not knowing where they're going? Or is that us? <laughs> Nebraska has been – there's been no waves. It's been completely – you know those pictures you see of like – Maybe they're stuck on a deserted like, island. Maybe that's where they're at. Yeah. You see the, the pictures of uh, – there's like this mountain lake where the reflection of the mountain, you can it's almost indistinguishable from the mountain itself because the water is so perfectly still. There's not even a ripple. It might as well be a mirror. That's how flat the wave theory has been in Nebraska over the last 15 years. So uh, Rule just did a cannonball into the, uh, into the pond. Well, last good, year, because so when it was 49-7, when I was walking out of that stadium 18 months ago or however long it was, that's what, the, that's what the wave looked like. And I've never felt bad, never felt bad in opposing stadium when OU just kept scoring. It's like, golly, not that I wanted it to stop, but it was just they, you could just feel the air being sucked out of that stadium. It's, it was sad. And it was sad. Have you ever seen those um, – those like man-made surf waves that like it just throws water over this little hump and they have them like on cruise ships yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and and you can surf in place and then there's always like a a fat out of shape old dad that falls face first gets rolled around on the wave and his shorts finally get shot off by the water does sound like eli drinkwitz to tie this all together but yes go ahead (laughs) well that's just, that's where Nebraska's been at the bottom of that wave, just constantly tumbling around and getting their shorts ripped off. <laughs> the, the fat, out of shape guy trying to <laughs> serve. Beautiful. I don't think we can do any better than that. <laughs> I sent it to break. 
All right, let's hit a quick timeout. Hanging out at the lofts at Valencia. They've got one bedroom, two bedroom, three bedroom, 1,100 square foot models. And if you sign up before uh, the end of the month of February, we're running out of time, but you get $500 off. These come with all kinds of amenities. They're open floor plans up here in the Deer Creek School District. Balconies, there's a big, large community pool here, valet trash, walk-in closets, vaulted ceilings, covered patios, granite countertops. Really, really good stuff up here at the lofts at Valencia. We'll be back. The word is spreading, and the ref army is growing. Keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station for true Sooner fans, and that's the ref... It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman taking you home on a Tuesday. 405-651-3439 is the Knippenmeyer Chevrolet text line. Bob Stoops joined us in hour number one. You can catch that on the podcast page and ask him about a lot of different things. You asked him about, you know, kind of crazy that Bedlam in a lot of sports has already come to an end. May not see it for a while. And Bob kind of said, oh, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, there's others... There's other teams and other conferences that play rivalry games every single year. But I'm going to give you an over-under on Bedlam football be playing again, okay? 2024 is the current year, in case you haven't heard. I'm giving you an okay. over-under of 2034. Is it going to be under that time span or over that time span until OU and Oklahoma State play a regular season game against each other again? Yeah, you're saying um, a scheduled game, scheduled not game. a not a bowl game or postseason game. Correct. Yes. Would Would it suck if our first home playoff game was hosting Oklahoma State? Or would that be good? Um, after how many years? Like next year. Uh, I don't know. You you get the if it's next year, you get the whole well, scoreboard thing back. That wouldn't be all that bad if you could take that one back yeah, from them. Well, next year would be awesome too because I would be uh, cashing in on that plus one thousand Oklahoma. So you are going to uh, bet into it the then. college football playoff. Well, yeah, so I would I, I would, would take too. that in year one with the screaming yes. Um, under. Really, you think it's scheduled yeah. within? Okay, so you've got. Let me think. Michigan coming up in a couple of years, Nebraska coming up in 29 and 30. I, I guess my big my big holdup with that is OU's going to play one less conference game here pretty soon. At least it feels that way. I almost feel like we're going to kind of wait. Like Both sides are going to wait and see what life without the other, especially Oklahoma State, looks like without the other for the next three to five years, especially with this 12-team playoff. I, I'm, I'm tempted to say over, just of where things seemingly are at right now. There, there, like, there's even pointing fingers, like you hear it a lot from the Oklahoma State side, well, we've tried to approach OU to play these games, and OU saying they haven't approached us one time, I haven't received that phone call. It just doesn't feel like it's in a very good spot right now, to me, no. for the under to hit. You're, you're saying, th- is this just football? Yeah, I'm just going with football, yeah. Okay. Um, no, I, I hear what you're saying. And uh, the reasoning for both Oklahoma and Oklahoma State to not want to play the game being in different conferences is legitimate. Uh, 
mean, I can understand Oklahoma State being like, why the hell would we want to play them? We're trying to – like, this is an opportunity for us to kind of climb out of the shadow of Oklahoma and maybe grab a, a, a top share of – of who's going to be who in the Big 12 and perhaps be a constant in the 12-team playoff. I totally understand that. Um, and I, same thing with Oklahoma. We're going to be playing a much more difficult regular season lineup. Oklahoma State is a, despite what everyone wants to throw the overall record out there, and I understand that, but Oklahoma State has been an incredibly competitive football team over the last 15 years. So I can understand Oklahoma not wanting to play it. But it also creates a lot of revenue in-state. It is one of the highest bet-on football, college football games there is, and it draws some of the best ratings out there. Um, So those are all reasons for it. Now, my other reason is, I heard Coach Stoops just say, well, I'm not sure that, so sure that it's done with. And he doesn't just say stuff randomly like that. Now, I'm not saying that he knows some inside info that they are going to schedule it again and it's going to be back, back on, but I'm sure that he's had that conversation with at least someone who's in the know on those talks and those negotiations, yeah. and he's at least saying that, oh, I'm not sure, like but maybe that he, is something that could happen. But yeah, yeah, sure, absolutely. But does that mean football, or, or did that mean some other sports that he was referencing if that was the case? It, it could mean other sports, Yeah, 100%, but um, I'll go under. Okay, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll go over just because it – does not feel like okay. it's in a good spot right now. I know. Write it down. I can't wait till 2034. This Put is that also, yellow sticky up. We also have another plus 1,000 odds right here, betting against each other on it. Yeah. Uh, candy from Norman. This is a good point. Depends on when Mike Gundy retires. I don't know how much longer Mike hmm. Gundy's going to coach at Oklahoma State. Feels like he's in a pretty good spot right now with a nice payday. And he's got some pull up there. We know that. And I'm sure that he would maybe he would have the opinion that he doesn't want to play it for the foreseeable future. And if he has that strong opinion, then maybe that could have an influence on it, at least from the OSU side of things. Great point. That's a great point. And, you know, I also think that um, like part of it could be how competitive is Oklahoma State moving? Like, it, let, let's say Gundy does retire soon. Um, I got no reason to believe that he will, but let's just say that he does, and whoever takes over for him just can't replicate the success that he's had, and they turn into a, you know, 500 program or something. Right. Might that be a time where they need some, some funds or – like the discrepancy in the in the payouts or like whatever, like maybe there's there's a way that they can generate some revenue with that. Game. I don't know. I mean, but that is a good point. Like, how do things change whenever Gundy leaves or or retires, or even their athletic director? I mean, there's no guarantee that whoever's your athletic director now is going to be there for the next ten years. OU says, yeah, we'll play you, but let's make it a two-for-one. you got to come to Norman twice, and then we'll go to Stillwater once. 
think this fan base would have fun with that if they if it's what they had to agree to a two yeah. for one deal. Yeah. Or we could we could play at the neutral site uh, soccer stadium that they're going to build in Oklahoma oh, City. Oh yeah, that? let's go. <laughs> thirty k in there, baby. Two four zero state of Maryland says South Carolina and Clemson play every year because it's the law. Get the Oklahoma State Legislature to get involved. What could possibly go wrong? LOL. Yeah, well, that's pretty much that would be par for the course. That um, you know. Uh, politicians, lawmakers get involved in something where nobody's asking them to be involved in, right? But Ryan Walter shoots a video from his car saying that he's going to bring them <laughs> back. I can see it now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh, that's great. 918, if Bedlam doesn't happen in football, do not play them in any other sport. OSU ticket sales will suffer. OU tickets will not. Okay, that may be true. But do you really want to punish Oklahoma State ticket sales? Mm, I don't think people really care about Oklahoma State ticket sales one way or the other. I don't think they do. But here's something that people probably do care about. It costs a lot of money to fly baseball, basketball, uh, wrestling, softball, all these sports, it costs a lot of money to fly all over the place to play these these games in in non-revenue-producing sports. So let me just throw this out there at you. The less money you pay to go play other schools – the more money you have for football. Oh, hell, I didn't think about it that way before. More for NIL. Heck, yeah. It's Well, that is the way to think about it. It's it's close enough where it's a, it's an easy drive, easy travel, home and home, you, however you want to do it, non-conference. Like, and, you know, we're really competitive with Oklahoma State in most of those sports. Like, our, our best – softball series this year is probably going to be the Oklahoma State series at the end of the season. Uh, Texas will be. I think Texas will be. Texas, yeah. yeah they're, they're really good. Baseball will be a good series. I mean, it's, I don't know. I I see no reason to to take all of our money that we earn in-state through people's donations and hard-earned money that go into our athletic departments, I see no reason to start paying other schools outside of the state and sending that money elsewhere instead of keeping it in the state of Oklahoma. Unrelated. I, 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 yeah, go ahead. You were talking about flights. Um, I wonder if Jackson or, or excuse me, Jackson Dart, now that mm. he has inked a deal with a private jet company, he's just going to be like, hey, coach, yeah, I, I know you guys are flying to Gainesville. I'm just, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll just find my own way there. I'll meet you there. I'll, I'll meet you guys there. Yeah, no, I won't need a ride back either. I'll, I'll, I'm good on that one. If he's smart, he'll say, yeah, me and the offensive line Seriously, are taking the, uh, the PJ. We're taking the PJ. That's we'll meet the you there, play. which is, that's what Lane Kiffin does. Lane Kiffin doesn't even fly with the team. He flies on a private jet to their away games. 
Must be nice. All right, quick time out. More from the rush coming up. A couple of segments left. Stay with us. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. There are trucks. Then there's the truck. GMC Sierra. With available features like the V8 engine. The ultimate luxury. Four five eight four seven six. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line is 405-651-3439. We'll get to your text at the tail end of this segment. Not a whole lot going on tonight in terms of OU athletic events, but tomorrow night's going to be a big night, man. You've got the OU men on the road at Iowa State, and then the OU women taking on top five Texas. And if OU wins that game, 6 o'clock on ESPN+, OU will be the outright conference champions with still one game left to play. They'll be at Kansas. But OU, women's hoops, after being 7-5 and five, three days before Christmas, can outright win the Big 12 Conference tomorrow if the 20th-ranked Sooners can beat the third-ranked Longhorns tomorrow. What a story. Yeah. Yep. That's, um, that's pretty wild. Pretty wild. You know, the, the depths of December, it wasn't looking too hot, but that's a massive turnaround. And, you know, I don't know. I guess I haven't checked recently, but up until just not very long ago, still weren't getting a whole lot of respect either. The the OU women, like, are you ter- like in, in terms yeah. of the rankings? Yeah, they're, they're up to, Ranking I say, and, up to 20 right seat. now. Yeah, the 20 right now, and they're seeding six in seed. Bracketology is a six seed. Yep. Nice job. You, yep. you, you found that one rather quickly. Pretty good stuff from them. Um, yeah, exciting times. I, uh, Jenny I'm, Bronchek's a hell of a coach, man. She's come here yeah. and really just started to win at a, at a high level. Won the conference last year, can do it again this year. I mean, she's, she's big time. Yeah, she is, and it's it's going to get better and better uh, for her as well. She gets you know kind of more embedded and in, in recruiting and all of that stuff. Uh, I think you got to say that women's hoops is doing really well. I think that it's interesting. Like men's hoops is like on the balance, you know, where we're we're kind of right there where this season could still be disappointing or this season could be awesome i you know when we're late into it and i still have a pretty good feeling it's going to be pretty exciting i i still believe that whenever they get out of the big 12 they're going to look like a different team um so like when you combine the hoops and the diamond sports right now things are going pretty good yeah once they get out of the big 12 can things look different sure but they're an eight seed in bracketology right now, and things might look different if you get out of the Big Twelve. But that means maybe you you win your first round game, but you got to play a one seed the next round. You know what I mean? So, but yeah. I mean, even with that, like we did a deal or no deal thing earlier. You're giving me round of thirty two right now. Yeah, I'll take that all day at this point, and I would have taken it before the season. Round of 32? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I, I absolutely do think that they're going to make the NCAA tournament. I think that'll happen. 
if you're guaranteeing me a conference win, I'm not going to turn that down. I, I would take that in a heartbeat. But this is a um, this is a big week, man. Nineteen and eight on the season. There'll be a pretty sizable underdog tomorrow in Ames, and there'll be an underdog at home to Houston on Saturday. It's two top eight teams you're playing. It's the toughest week of the entire season. Winning one would be quite an accomplishment. But just go compete, man. Like you had the great moment on Saturday. It was a nice win, and we're still all excited about it. But. I just hope this team doesn't say, ah, we won in Stillwater, what happened this week, whatever. Like, Kind of play like you have nothing to lose. Go compete your ass off and see if something happens. That's, that's what I want to see from this team. Go, go play Agreed. hard, man. You know, d- Don't revert back to what you were in the first half in Stillwater or what you've been on the road recently. Like, y- You don't have a whole lot to lose. You'll be a big underdog. Go out and play like it, man. Go, go compete and see if you can make something happen. Yeah. Do you know the last time uh, we won 20 games in the regular season? I'm going to guess it's Buddy Hill's last year, the Final Four year. Yeah. I think so. What was that, 2015? Yeah. Yeah. 20 games is a go while. Jeez. 25 and 7 in, in the 2015 16 season. Have not won twenty games since then. That is uh, that is not a great stat. And they were let's see, they were number four, I think, at one point two years later when Trey Young was on campus. They were number four yeah. at one point and didn't end up winning twenty games that year. Man. Yeah. So I guess what I'm saying is, if we just a little bit of perspective shows that this season is probably way better than we're giving it credit for. You know? As, has the potential. Yeah, as of right now. Better. As of right now, sure. I, I think, again, it, it goes – expectations change. It happens all the time. But if you'd asked anyone, if you'd asked me before the year, hey, you could be an eight seed in bracketology going into the final four games of the year, would you take that? It, it would be very hard to turn down in an eight seed. Oh, Absolutely. Last year they won they were fifteen and seventeen. So yeah. Yep. I mean just a chance to uh, I say just win one, like that's an easy feat. Oh, just win one this week. If you win one this week, then I, I don't I, I, I think that there's more hmm there's more positivity surrounding the men's basketball program than there has been the past few weeks because of that epic win. I think it's kicked up even more so if you win one of these games. It doesn't matter which one. The Iowa State game yeah. tomorrow, the Houston game on Saturday. I'm you know, I not that anyone thinks they're going to make a sweet 16, but there's been some negativity surrounding this thing for the past few weeks. It's a little bit better today than what it's been. Win one this week and it's it's in a pretty good spot going to the final week of the regular season. I agree. Totally agree. I mean, last year, Tyler, I'm looking at the schedule for last year. We hit for the cycle. We had a one-game losing streak, a two-game losing streak, a three-game losing streak, and a four-game losing streak, all separate. Pretty impressive. That was not the winning streak Lou Brown was talking about in the movie Major League. I don't think he was referencing that. Actually, that happened in consecutive at-bats, except for the – 
the double was first. We went double, single, triple, home run, losing streaks last year. Definitely hitting below the Mendoza line last year, hitting below 200. (laughs) Patty Gasso would not play us if that was uh, the batting average, that's for sure. I just say that to point out that this this basketball team is not what we thought they were going to be in the first, like, 10 or 12 games, but it's still a massive improvement over last season. Massive. Yeah, well, so, I just hate that you have to do it that way, bring up terrible moments from last year to put into perspective where they're at this year. It's a painful way to do so, but I guess still still effective. Softball Steve says right now, OU men's seven seed against New Mexico, who is a 10 seed. Uh, KW918, Jenny's an incredible coach, and Porter is flat out doing the best he can. It's just, it's just a shame we can't figure out how to get them a new arena showing a commitment to round ball. Yeah, I think that would help. I don't know how far uh, away that is, even a vote, but it's that whole thing has gone quiet. The <laughs> arena thing, gone very quiet. Yeah. It's gone quiet. Yeah, so. Normally not know. a good sign. Normally not. Uh, maybe we'll have an update at some point, but. Hmm. All right. Quick timeout, or you got something else? Was it Lane, Kiffer, Lane Kiffin fired in the middle of a flight? Maybe it's a trauma response. <laughs> that was that was a first-time texter ever from the 918, so thank you for that. That's a good point. No, uh, he did not. I ain't getting on that team plane. I'll meet you guys there. <laughs> no, he wasn't fired in the middle of a flight. USC had the decency to fire him on the tarmac of LAX, so they did, they yeah. did it the right way. He was he was fired. Um, be, was it before they took off or after they landed? Um, well, it was a road game at Arizona State, I think. So it was after they landed. So at least they gave him a ride back. That was kind. You don't think they told him on the flight? You don't think the AD came up and said, "Hey, um, listen." There's a reason why we put you in the seat right by the uh, right by the bathroom back here. That kind of signifies your career here at USC. Yeah, it's it's in the crap. Hey, it's done. I gotta say, getting fired on the tarmac after the ride home is bad. But can you imagine getting fired like on the plane where everyone knows it and you're just kind of sitting up there and the whole team is back there kind of staring at you and knows what's going down? That would have been bad. Do they have a uh, flight attendant on board? In flights, yeah. team flights, is there alcohol on board? Because, buddy, we're we're partying the rest of the way back. If that's if that's what happens, I they were coming from Arizona State. That, that awesome uh, pilot comes on. Uh, take a look at your uh, right side there, passing over the Grand Canyon, and uh, Lane, you've been fired. <laughs> I would have been like, just leave me in Tempe. I'd go to Scottsdale tonight or hang out in Phoenix, whatever. <laughs> God, just leave me there. Tell me before the plane takes off. All right, let's hit a quick timeout. Final segment coming up next, hanging out at the Lofts at Valencia today up in Edmond. Uh, they've got the one bedrooms, two bedrooms, all the way up to the 1,100-square-foot, three-bedroom, two-bath unit, uh, all kinds of great amenities, open floor plans up here in the Deer Creek School District, uh, vaulted ceilings, walk-in closets, covered patios, granite countertops, custom cabinets, uh, all kinds of extra add-ons and amenities, and you sign up before the end of February. We're running out of time. 
$500 off. Lofts at Valencia. We'll be back. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. There are trucks. Then there's the truck. GMC Sierra with available features like the V8 engine, the ultimate luxury interior, and of course, the available world's first six-function multi-pro tailgate, GMC Air Force. My daughter was diagnosed with a rare malignant rhabdoid tumor on the spine. They sent her straight to St. Jude. My hope was gone. But when you get there, everyone's like, hey, we're not going to give up. And when you see other people not giving up on your child, that makes all the difference in the world. When I found out I didn't have to pay, I was just grateful. They saved my baby's life. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. Final segment of the day, wrapping it up on this Tuesday. The Riverwind Casino and Hotel bringing you the final hour of the rush. And here's Sooner Jets just like he is every single day. Well, it may be strawberry margarita time for Teddy, but for the rest of us, we know dadgum well that it's ice-cold Pacifico time. J.K. Teddy, Booma. Teddy has to drink um, Love it. strawberry rock and roll tequila. He pro- Would you say it's, it's National America. Strawberry Day? National Strawberry Day, yes. So strawberry rock and roll tequila. Hmm. Yeah. Is it weird that... Strawberry Day is in the dead of winter in the United States. It didn't sure didn't feel like the dead of winter around here the past three days. No, that's true. Like the dead of eighty awesome. degrees outside. I guess that's going to turn yeah. tomorrow, which sucks. But past few days have been amazing. Yeah, what do we got? We got a, a cold front coming in. Things about to switch around on us. Allegedly, um, weekend was perfect weather wise. I wish it would just stay like that all the time and never change, but. Back to the cold. This is one of those things where why Oklahoma can suck at times. Is it was like 80 degrees today. 82 was the high. And tomorrow the high is 51. And 82, because it was cold previously, feels incredibly hot. And then 51, which isn't that cold in February, is going to feel freezing because it was 80 degrees today. You're just always off balance. Yeah, everyone washed their jorts because of the nice weather the past few days. Got to put them up because the cold uh, weather's coming yeah. back. Um, Porter Enjoy. Moser was asked today about stork corming. Uh, stork, stork, court yeah. storming. Remember when I messed that up last year, too? Court storming? That was a rough one for me. <laughs> oh, that's good. Always put me what in a tough say? situation. He said, quote, as you know, a couple of months ago, I was like, how can we make this work? I think I've changed my tune. I think we're just going to have to eliminate them, end quote. That is Porter Moser on court storming. He says Now it sounds them. wrong no matter how you say it. <laughs> Second-guessing myself, trust uh, me. I, I know what he's getting at, but I disagree. I disagree. I, I think it's as simple as... Holding people that do things wrong on the floor accountable to a very large degree and letting it be known. That way, people will second-guess themselves when running out there to act like an idiot. I mean, to me, that's it's as simple as that. There's got to be some consequences to, to doing stupid things. 
It's it's supposed to be fun. It's a sport that's struggling to keep arenas filled. You you want the students involved. So, all right, that's it for us. Thank you to the Lofts at Valencia for having us out. Remember, uh, if you get signed up before the end of February, five hundred dollars off. You guys killed it on the text line as always. You drive the show. We're just along for the ride. Ice cold Pacifico time. time.